Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. The Bible provides us with great heroes of faith. Consider Elijah. James said he was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Three and a half years, 42 months with no rain. That's 182 weeks, 1,260 biblical days, over 30,000 hours, 1.8 million minutes, 109 million seconds without a drop of rain. And each heartbeat was measured then by the lack of rain. Each labored breath, each fearful thought, all were consumed with the lack of rain. Until repentance came and Elijah prayed a second time. James tells us when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Elijah knew then what we need to know now. If you want to see things prosper. If you want to see the desert bloom once again, then continue in prayer. You may have prayed, but pray again. Joseph Campbell once wrote in A Hero with a Thousand Faces that we human beings seek the heroic. In literature, not once, but a thousand times in a thousand ways, we're given hero after hero to emulate. But each hero must have a weakness. It's important to show that they have a weakness by the author. Because otherwise, it's too hard for we human beings to see ourselves in their plight. So the various superheroes must have some weakness. For Wonder Woman, it's the binding of her bracelets. For the Green Lantern, it's the color yellow. For Superman, it's kryptonite. In Scripture, there are better heroes than these fictional characters. You can read about them in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Yet each had a weakness. Moses fought his temper. Jacob, his own deception, he was the supplanter. David fought his pride, his lust. Gideon, his fearfulness. Elijah was considered the superhero of his day, and Scripture explains why he was. His many miracles, his confrontation with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, he outran the king's chariot, he ascends to heaven in a chariot, James, though, felt the need to remind his hearers that Elijah was as human as you and I. He was one of us. And like all human heroes, he had a weakness, a depression born of isolation. He could stand alone against tremendous opposition, but later one personal threat made against him could reduce him to such a despondency, so low that only an angel from heaven could raise him a human being just as we are. But Elijah could pray. And that's the general sense of this passage in James, is that if Elijah prayed, all was going to be okay. And Elijah was just like we are, so we should pray as well. We're to be passionate in prayer. Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. But of all his passions, there was none like his devotion for God. Elijah loved to appear in the presence of the Lord. 
as we once sang, I love, I love, I love your presence, Lord. Great men and women have longed for the presence of God. To be in his presence is to see all troubles vanish. To be in his presence is to see fears, despair, and sorrow melt away. To be in his presence is to lose sight of the face of man and behold the face of God. One of the secrets of Elijah's life is found right here. Do you remember when Elijah told Obadiah, go tell the king that the prophet's coming to meet with him? Obadiah, a good man, was rightly concerned. He, in effect, asked Elijah, are you crazy? I'm not telling Ahab any such thing, because were I to do this, the Spirit of the Lord is apt to whisk you away, and then where would I be? And Elijah reveals something telling in his response to Obadiah's concerns. He says, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. The reason Elijah could stand before wicked King Ahab is that he was accustomed to standing before the King of Kings. Elijah never forgot where his strength came from. It came from being in the presence of the Almighty God. I've known men and women who came to God for whom nothing else but just to come to him because they so loved him. They scorned everything else, Alexander White once said just to purely be alone with him in his presence. When you and I abide in the presence of God, when you and I dwell in his majesty, a passion will come to you that imperfect though we may be, we can still have confidence in God. We can have hope in troubled times. So Elijah was passionate about being in the presence of God, and he was passionate in his prayers. And what an example before us to show us that heaven responds to passionate people who pray passionately. Elijah's prayers closed and then opened the heavens. Twice he prayed, twice heaven responded. The first key ingredient to Elijah's prayer is It was based upon an ongoing relationship with God. The second key ingredient is his persistence. Scripture says he was earnest in his prayers. The literal translation of that passage, with prayers did he pray. It was a prayer within a prayer, a prayer upon a prayer. It was a lifestyle of passionate praying. Do you remember the closing words of the Apostle Paul to that rapture-ready church in Thessalonica? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. To never stop rejoicing, never stop giving thanks, and never stop praying. That's God's will for your life. The prayers God are most apt to hear are the ones coming from people who pray continually and passionately. That's why Jesus said we should always pray. That's why Paul said praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. That's why Paul also said elsewhere, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. That's why the writer of Hebrews said, he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Scripture uses a descriptive word to describe Elijah's prayer the prayer that reached the heavens, the prayer that closed the heavens. Elijah prayed earnestly. 
I don't know why, but Elijah sort of reminds me of Simon Peter. Both were bold. Both had spectacular failures. Simon Peter once said, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, that's 1 Peter 4 and 7. Therefore, what? The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, what? Therefore, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, run to the hills, start canning and stockpiling. The end of the world is coming soon. Become a hoarder, an isolationist, a conspiracy theorist. The end of the world is coming soon. Start blogging and writing about the latest sign in heaven and earth to predict the exact day of the world's demise. No. The end of the world is coming soon, Peter said. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Let's admit it. We talk about prayer more than we pray. It's become trite jargon for us to say, I'm praying for you, or our thoughts and prayers are with you. Sometimes we are more comforted just saying that rather than letting whatever event it was move us into a place of prayer. I mentioned Obadiah. To me, it's sublime how God works. Elijah thought he was the only person standing for and before God. As great a man as Elijah was, He did not know what Obadiah knew, that for three and a half years, Obadiah had sheltered and fed 100 prophets in two caves. Later, God told Elijah there were 7,000 who were true followers. Yet it was said of Elijah, his prayers had the power to affect the heavens. What is such earnest prayer? The phrase comes from a term that literally means to be in one's right mind. It carries with it the idea that you are thinking with your spiritual mind. You are praying with the mind of Christ. That's okay because Jesus said the greatest commandment is for us to love God with all of our heart, our human spirit, our soul, that's our will, and our mind. Earnest prayer is a discerning prayer. It's having the spirit of an Issachar, knowing the right source and taking your thought in a careful, methodical way to God. Earnest prayer is expectant prayer. We believe that we will get a response. Elijah prayed and something happened. Earnest prayer is consumed with God's glory. We don't seek glory for ourselves, but for God. Elijah didn't make the heavens closing and opening about himself. He made it all about God. He prayed and he prayed again. Are you prepared to pray again? One prayer, the heavens close. But to open up the heavens took many prayers. Elijah spent himself in prayer and each time he experienced a breakthrough. He urged his assistant to go and see if there was any change in the heavens. It was not until the seventh time that the man said, I see a cloud as a man's hand. And Elijah knew it was coming that the rain stopped three and a half years back were returning. Prayer, Thomas Watson said, prayer delights God's ear. It melts his heart. It opens his hand. God cannot deny a praying soul. In Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat prayed fervently and God delivered Judah. In Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed, and God delivered them from the fire. God answers Jacob's fervent prayer at Bethel. God answered Daniel's 21-day prayer. God will answer anyone, you and I included, if we pray continually 
And if we pray fervently, not only will heaven respond, hell will take notice. R.A. Torrey once said, when the devil sees a man or woman who really believes in prayer, who knows how to pray and really does pray, and above all, when he sees a whole church on its face before God in prayer, he trembles as much as he ever did, for he knows that his day in that church or community is at an end. I believe it's time to pray and to pray again. When all hope seems gone, pray and pray again. When it seems that you can't go on and you don't know which way to turn, we should pray and pray again. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Don't get weary in well-doing, and you are doing well when you call on the name of the Lord and you cry out to Him in prayer. When it seems that you've come up against a brick wall, pray and pray again. When heaven seems like brass above you and your prayers are not going anywhere, then pray and pray again. When earth is in need of a spiritual move and a blessing, then pray and pray again. This is a biblical hero, Elijah. He was a man of like passions as we are, James said. He prayed once, heaven responded. He prayed again, heaven responded. I believe that the word of the Lord is encouraging each and every one of us to not get weary in our prayers, but to step forward and say, I will pray about this and I will continue in prayer and see my miracle. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.